In video games, sometimes there are environments that furnish a lush and expansive universe. This is especially true in online role-playing games. Take games such as World of Warcraft, EVE Online, or even Elite Dangerous, for example. In these worlds, there is so much going on in the background, so much to account for, and so many things taking place behind the scenes in the simulation that most of it goes unnoticed. Who cleans the toilets on the space stations in EVE Online? Who makes all of the armor the guards wear in World of Warcraft? Where are all the ships built? Who works there? And how many of them are manufactured in Elite Dangerous? These may not seem like important questions, and generally they aren't in order for the player to enjoy the game. However, while they themselves are not important questions specifically, they are part of a larger picture, a larger world, that must make sense to some degree. In fiction, there is a phrase, the suspension of disbelief. In order for something to be somewhat plausible, the audience must be able to suspend their disbelief, if even for a moment, in order for the world to work. Certain laws of physics need to be maintained. Sure, they can be bent, but never broken. Unless, of course, that's the whole point. It's important to immerse the player in these games into a world that makes sense on some level. While the player may never know or even care who makes the armor for a guard in Stormwind, a player could deduce that said guard gets his armor from the local armory. But that also means there needs to be a local armory for the guard to get his armor from in the first place. These two elements work together without the player ever being directly involved. It helps flesh out the universe and helps create a believable world. In your normal everyday life, getting up, going to work or school, coming home, eating dinner, going to bed, you seldom think about how everything works around you. But around you in reality, there is a system, an active network of people engaged in commerce and production, creating services and goods that you rely on without ever realizing it. So how do you recreate this network in a video game? This is what I call the implied abstraction. On Earth, there lives approximately 7.2 billion people. Now imagine an online game that was a one-to-one -one scale reproduction of Earth and a full simulation. Let's say in this game you had to get a job, go to work, care for your family, hygiene, etc. How many players do you think a game like this would attract? Now, let's be generous for a moment and say that this Earth Simulator was a hit and uh, 10 million people around the world started playing this game. That's quite a lot of people. In fact, I'd say that's grounds for declaring a gaming phenomenon. However, even with 10 million people playing, that's still nowhere near the actual population of Earth in real life. So how would 10 million people playing in a sandbox that was designed for 7.3 billion work? The only way would be to assign a lot of the work to a background simulation. Janitors, tax collectors, plumbers, factory workers, police, government officials, bureaucracies, all of which, plus many more, would require some degree of automation. Now, while the player could take on one of these roles if they so chose, clearly there wouldn't be enough to maintain a functioning system. There would still need to be some degree of automation in the background. This is the implied abstraction. It's important to realize that this abstraction is necessary for games with complex and diverse worlds to function. Now, why do I bring this up? Some players of these games often protest that lack of involvement in these systems, often proclaiming that too much of it is done behind the scenes and unnoticed. Others complain that they don't like the fact that movers and shakers of these worlds act without direct intervention. This is most apparent in Elite Dangerous as some players play in open, which is a game mode where everyone plays together, and some players play in solo or private, which are game modes that isolate the players. 
Regardless of which game modes you choose, every action you take affects the galaxy in some way, even if that means no one can stop you directly. This is why it's important to understand the concept of the implied abstraction. Trillions of people could exist in some far-off spacefaring future, a huge leap from our 7.3 billion here on Earth. Not everything is under the control of a single player, nor should it. Now let's pretend for a moment that every action was, in fact, controlled or could be curtailed by the player. While on the surface that may sound like an intuitive and obvious design choice, it would actually be quite detrimental to the immersion and believability of the universe. Remember what I said earlier about the suspension of disbelief? Well, it would be quite hard to believe that an entire kingdom was without weapons and armor simply because five individuals were stopping all shipments of goods into the cities. This would cause a great chasm of disbelief, especially in those players who value immersion if even a little bit. An entire kingdom should be able to be overthrown or affected, but it should also take into consideration exactly how difficult, how dangerous, and how implausible that task would be for a handful of individuals. The implied abstraction would state that this kingdom also has an army with provisions who are not going to sit by idly and let this happen. However, maybe it's more than a handful of people who are trying to overthrow the kingdom, but only five players are doing so. Maybe when those five players start raiding shipments coming into a city, more raiders join in on other roads, join the cause, and do their part in helping unseen in the background. This works in both ways. But it's important to understand the underlying point here. It's virtually impossible to recreate an expansive and immersive world for the player without the implied abstraction. Give the player as much power and influence as necessary. But also remember that for every player with such power, there could be up to 100 non-players with the same power working against them.